0: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello
1: and welcome to the Game of Thrones bonus episode.
0: We could not let the end of Game of Thrones pass without getting in on the conversation and yeah. talking about what we think about Game of Thrones.
1: Yeah, Alyssa, you and I have talked about it incessantly. We talk about it all the time with mom and dad. Our parents are watching it. They're yes. rewatching all of it. They have all sorts of predictions. I, yeah. um, I think
0: they've watched it three times now, if I'm not wrong.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, and we just last night watched the second to last episode, penultimate, one of the rare opportunities to use the very useful term penultimate. Um, and
0: Alyssa, the final episode is on your birthday. That's exciting. I know. What a birthday gift. Yeah. Huh? I'm so excited. Someone was said, what are you doing for your birthday? I was like, uh, watching Game <laughs> of Thrones. What do you think I'm doing?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so, Elizabeth, I have to give you credit because you have been saying for a very long time who you thought was going to end up on the Iron Throne. And I think that your prediction is being borne out by events.
0: Well, we'll see. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be Sansa. I have always said it would be Sansa. Yes. For a few years now.
1: For a few years. Um
0: Now, my prediction had always been that Sansa and Tyrion would fall in love. As soon as they got married, I felt they would end up in love. Mm -hmm. Um, And that she would be the queen and he would be Hand of the Queen. Um, Now, I have to say, after last night's episode, I'm doubting the Tyrion part of it. Yeah. Um, And I'm thinking Arya, it might be Sansa on the throne and Arya at her side.
1: Yeah. Um, Do you think that is going to kill Daenerys.
0: I think so. Yeah. I think she said she's going to kill the queen, and she meant one queen, but she's actually going to kill the other queen. Yeah. What do you think?
1: I think so. I feel like she's got that look in her eyes, like, I have to do this. Um, but it's interesting about Cersei because... I, on the one hand, I recognize the kind of poetic ending for Jamie and Cersei dying together. But on the other hand, it felt like a real lost opportunity for Cersei to have some kind of poetic justice, a, a true reckoning of hers yes. where someone had really taken her out. Because basically she was killed in a, you know, they were killed in a building as it collapsed instead of someone like looking at her in the eye and sort of saying like, you know, Whatever, There's so many people who could conceivably do that with in a kind of reckoning way. So I was sad that um, that didn't happen. Though I did, there was something very moving in kind of Jamie and Cersei, you know, the whole we came into this world together, we belong together, them sort of being together like that.
0: Yeah, although I really didn't buy Jamie's, you know, transition from Brienne to yeah. back to Cersei. Like, it just, I thought he was going to go kill Cersei. I yeah, thought, no, I, yes, you know. yeah,
1: that that was highly, but so a lot of people have been saying they thought it was too rushed, that, like, the whole Brienne return to Cersei, like, if it had played out over longer, it might have been more convincing. I agree. But see, so here's the thing, did you want them to get Brienne and Jamie to get together? Because, yes, uh, you did. yes. Now, see, I didn't. You didn't? I, well, see, I feel like there's all different kinds of love, and that mm. they're not often portrayed. And so, I really loved the kind of love they had. Just like I love Arya and the Hound. Like I feel like mm. they have a kind yeah. of profound connection that yeah. sort of evades conventional description. And so, I really loved that about Jamie and Bran that they were kind of. They'd been bound together by events and they'd come to love and appreciate each other and they sort of stepped up for each other in so many ways. And then it, I, so I, I, I liked it. I, I wasn't actually, um, rooting for them. You
0: weren't shipping them. I wasn't
1: shipping them. Eliza, Eliza and Eleanor say I am not allowed to use that slang term. I cannot say shipping. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. No, they tell me <laughs> things that I can and can't say, can't get away with. Um, well, now, yeah. So I was not shipping my them. Question.
0: What? Well, have has it borne out that that in a sense Cersei was right because I mean, Daenerys turned out to be way worse than Cersei ever was, didn't she?
1: Oh, I don't know that she's worse. Cersei's well, pretty bad. I mean, bad. Cersei's
0: never purposely gone out of her way to destroy millions of people in an entire city.
1: That's true. She blew up the Sept, but I guess that was a more um, that was a more it was targeted at least. It was targeted. Do you think though? But then Daenerys was saying, "I'm doing this for future generations." But no, but she really wasn't because there was that moment. I thought that the most powerful, kind of terrifying moment was when she's sitting on dra, dra, drag on Drogon, the dragon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's sitting on Drogon. There's sort of a pause. She's taken out. She's done strategic strafing. So she took out the scorpions. She took out the ships. Mm-hmm. She's and she's sort of done some stuff on the outer battlements. And she's pausing, and and he's landed. And it's all the frantic people saying, ring the bells, ring the bells, ring the bells. And then the bells do start to ring and you're like, oh my gosh, this is like actually going to happen. And then she very deliberately is like, you know what? I'm actually, I'm going to destroy the city. And, and you feel yes. that there is a moment of choice. It's not like she is carried away in battle or that things get out of control. It's like she is really choosing um, to yes. become um, this destroyer.
0: Yes. So I think she has made herself the worst person on Game of Thrones, I have to say. Um, I don't buy her argument of doing that for future generations. Right,
1: because if she'd been doing it for future generations, she'd already achieved that. She'd already...
0: Exactly. Yeah,
1: yeah or she could have gone right to the Red Keep. I mean, we could say the obvious thing, and this is what I always say about Harry Potter. Like, if you get, if you start picking apart, like, how the magic doesn't work, you kind of ruin the fun. But it is right. sort of like with the dragon, you're like, why couldn't she have done some dragon work before? Like, some targeted <laughs> dragon work, you know? Yes.
0: Now, Gretchen, here's what I want to know, having watched this... Penultimate episode. Do you what do you think now about Danny's tendency? Because a lot of our listeners think she's a rebel. Mm. You have always said she's an obliger. Do yeah. you stand by that? I do stand by the fact that she's an obliger. I mean, look, the
1: thing about fictional characters is they, they're they not as consistent, like they do things for fictional reasons. Um, so right. I mean, and, and Danny is now in a place where she feels like everyone in her life has betrayed her. Jon Snow's betrayed her, Tyrion's to, to betrayed her. She just executed Varus. Um, you know, so is she? Is she? I think she's kind of escaping into a a, a land of, uh, you know, beyond maybe conventional uh, f- the framework. Um, but yeah, I think she's clearly an obliger I mean, look at her whole her whole backstory. I mean, would you know? She did what her brother said. She ate the stallion heart. She was going. I mean, she mm. wasn't behaving the way. Um, look at Arya. Arya's like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. I mean, she just wouldn't, you know. Um right. I think a, a real rebel is like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. They just see a different set of possibilities because they just are coming from a different place. One thing, and I think Mom pointed this out to me, or somebody pointed it out, is Brienne is an upholder, which is nice because they are two kind of negative versions of an upholder with Stannis mm. and Tywin. <laughs> Um, but like Brienne, I think is an upholder. So that, that was nice to see that she's
0: an so upholder. So you like having a good upholder I like having a, a good nice, upholder Yes, because yes. I'm an
1: upholder. Yeah. And if you have no idea what we're talking about, of course, go to the quiz, quiz.gretchenrubin.com, and you will find out your own tendency and learn about the tendencies. And I, had, I did a post, and we talked about it on an episode about the tendencies in Game of Thrones. So I will post those in the show notes um, if you want to go deeper into. Um, a close reading of all of the characters and their tendencies.
0: Gretchen, can I tell you um, a new theory that was presented to me yesterday about what's going to happen with Jon Snow that I found interesting? Yes, yes, Um, So the theory, um, which I hadn't heard, is that Jon is going to end up back at the wall, that there is going to be evidence that White Walkers still exist um, because they were around for 10,000 years, And that they need to rebuild the wall and that John is going to take himself back to the wall and be um, the head of the wall, which I just I thought that would would be a fitting end for John. If it's not death, I like seeing him at the wall.
1: See, now, I thought he would, like, rejoin the Free Folk and go beyond into the True North mm. because of what Tormund said, and oh, then he would rejoin Ghost. that's good. Um, but, yeah, I didn't think about the Wall, but, yeah, maybe. Um, that's interesting. Oh, I like that idea. Yeah. Well, don't we know that the Night King has been destroyed before? Um, didn't Bran say that? So maybe he oh. does kind of come back or something. I don't know. I don't. We, so
0: that's interesting. Well, either one of those I like. Well, Imagine. you know, I had always thought he would die because he's kind of technically already dead. Yeah. And the whole thing is like, you have to die. Yeah. You know, once, you're ser- once your purpose is served. Yes. Um, but maybe his purpose hasn't been completely served. Oh, right. And, um, and so he can't die yet. Well, there was a period
1: where I thought what was going to happen was that Danny would go back and rule on the other side of the narrow sea. Because remember, yeah. she said, people love me there. They look at me that way there. And I'm like, those are real people. Like, why do you have to be the ruler of these people? Because you think you have this claim to it. Well, you don't have the right claim to it. So go back to the people who actually want you to rule them and who love you and and who you've already kind of ruled. Um, So go back and then. So then I thought, well, it could be whoever on the Iron Throne, her there, and then John could go north. Um, but I don't think Danny now is going to come out of this alive. Uh, I think she's beyond. Yeah, she's beyond. Reason. Yeah, she's not going back to Marine. Um, but so Sansa, you know what is a great moment that no one ever talks about with Sansa? I thought this was so lovely because there's a lot of people in the show asking each other for forgiveness, which I find very deeply satisfying. There's a mm-hmm. moment where Sansa has gone to the wall and she's reunited with John. And she says, I've been thinking a lot about what an ass I was to you. Forgive me. Mm. And he's like, there's nothing to forgive. And she's like, forgive me.
0: I spent a lot of time thinking about what an ass I was to you. I wish I could change everything. We were children. I was awful, just admit it.
1: (laughs) You were occasionally awful. (laughs) I'm sure I can't have been grateful and always sulking in the corner while the rest of you played.
0: (laughs) Can you forgive me?
1: There's nothing to forgive.
0: Forgive me. Right.
1: All right. I forgive you. (laughs) And it's like I feel like Sansa is she's acknowledged what she's done wrong. She's learned from the horrors of her past. She's taken lessons from all these people who tried to control and manipulate her. She's a good administrator. She's thinking ahead. She's looking yeah, good. She's also
0: a good military person. She's, she's a good military very good person, tactician. and yeah. she's
1: won over the loyalty of of Arya, who's very skeptical.
0: Yeah. Speaking of Arya, yeah, there's also a theory that she could be pregnant. You know, with the sort of uh, what? true king, huh? You haven't heard that? No. What? Oh, that'd be ice and fire.
1: No, because Baratheon is not fire. What?
0: um oh that's a theory that because he is you know the son of baratheon and she could be pregnant
1: yeah um, that's too far in the future i feel like it's all gonna Well more... i was
0: thinking they'd have to cut like you know 20 years later yeah 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 <laughs> um, cut to but i've heard people talk about that so is it who is your favorite character Oh, gosh. Well, it's Tyrion, hands down. Ah. From day one, I have said, if Tyrion dies, I will not watch the show. But do you think he'll... He, is, is he the getting out of the, of the show, show alive?
1: Is he getting out of the show alive? I mean, he's made it to last episode. Is he going to... And it, Will he exit the show
0: alive? I think he will be alive, yes. I really do. He is the heart of the show. Without him, to me, there is no Game of Thrones. And I need to be able to picture him like... Going on in life, um, however tortured he may be.
1: But there was that um, moment, a couple episodes where it seemed like he and Sansa would kind of reunite. They were yes. earlier married because it was like maybe we should have stayed married married. And she said it would never yes. work because of the Dragon Queen, and it, it which suggested she'd been thinking about it. Like yes. and she clearly has respect and affection for him uh, and trust. Well, you know him to that's a my hope.
0: I always thought they would be in love, absolutely. I just don't know, after everything that's happened, if Tyrion is in that mindset um, right now. Like, it may be more something I imagine unfolding down the line as opposed to something that happens in the actual show,
1: if he survives. What did you think about him turning in Varys?
0: Well, it was such a Tyrion thing to do, in a sense, because I think he realized it was him or Varys. <sighs> Oh. Once John, once he saw that John was defending Danny and probably thinking John might go to Danny, he had to go to her first.
1: Uh, and so
0: it was a, uh, I think he hated doing it, but yeah. he felt he had to. Well, you know, there are farewell- To save himself.
1: Therefore, well, kind of reminded me of one of my favorite scenes, which is when Braun comes to Tyrion, when Tyrion's in the in the in the a prison cell, and Tyrion mm-hmm. says, Will you be my champion? And he's like, No. And, and they have this wonderful exchange. And at the end, he's like, you know, why would I why would I be angry at you for being a selfish, self-centered, whatever? He's like, mm-hmm. That's what I liked about you in the first place. Like you felt mm-hmm. like they were able to say goodbye to each other in this kind of Way that honored who they'd been for each o- for each other, and that that, and then Vera is saying, "I hope you're right." Yes, in defending her, you know, it yes. was like chilling. No,
0: that was that I get chills just thinking about it. What a great end for him! I mean, he yes. really stepped up into a hero moment. Um
1: well I was listening to some commentary and they're like oh he's just going on with this thing about the realm and like that's just his excuse and he's always acting in his own self-interest. I'm like I don't get that at all. I feel like he truly is that he's dedicated his whole life to that. I felt like he was a very admirable character in that way.
0: Yes. And I think he um yeah, I think he well, I think both. I mean I think he did he knew how to look out for himself yes. but that he yes. saw Yes and he the was frank about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The ones I miss the most are Marjorie and Olena. Boy, I love those. Oh, my gosh. I love those, I too. know.
0: But you know one thing— What I can't believe is that now Joffrey seems like, well, he wasn't that bad, you know, compared to <laughs> others we've seen. <laughs> oh, my like, gosh. I, that's what keeps me from re-watching is, like, I can't stand, like, thinking about watching all these torture scenes yeah. and, like, hideous behavior again, yeah. even though I know it's so good. And in fact, mom and dad fast forward through stuff a lot of the time. Yeah. It's just like too awful to watch. Yeah. Um, But those Joffrey scenes, oh my gosh, they were so good.
1: Yeah. One thing that I really love about the show and what I've really loved in these like most recent episodes is I love seeing the Stark children come together and mm. like when they're all together, like whether it's in the, the Great Hall and they're all lined up there, like when they were looking at Littlefinger, not all of them were there, but, you know, they were mm-hmm. kind of casting judgment, coming together, or they're standing by the tree and they're conversing yeah. among themselves and, and secrets are being revealed. But you just feel like this powerful, this stark family coming together. That's intensely satisfying to me in kind of a sibling way. I, lo- I love seeing that.
0: Well, and that's why I, it's ultimately about the Starks and the whole thing that Ned, you know, um, cut off the head of the, of the deserter in yes. the first episode because that's what, you know, honor is. Yes. Like, he's in charge, so it's his job to do it. I feel like that lesson about leadership is why the Starks ultimately have to be the ones on the throne. Um, unless, you know, the message is good never wins, you know. Right. Um, But it is a a
1: song of ice and fire. And there was that moment where Melisandre said, I've done my part. I brought ice and fire together. So I always thought that there would somehow be some kind of symbolic Mm
0: -hmm. ice and
1: fire coming together, which Sansa does not represent. Um, But maybe that could be, maybe there's some way way that
0: comes in. Now, Gretchen, I also have to mention the coffee cup. You texted me about the coffee cup, you and Eliza, and I was like, you guys— This is ridiculous. Yeah, it's a joke. This is a joke. There is no way that there was a coffee cup on the table. Didn't happen. Someone photoshopped it in. And then Sarah and I fast forwarded through the episode. And sure enough, there it was. And I could not get over it. Well, here, let me ask you as a TV person. Like, is
1: that like how extraordinary is that? Is that like, yeah, stuff happens, like things get in. Or you're like, oh, my gosh, this is like a jaw dropper.
0: Oh, that's a jaw-dropper. In a show of this high profile, this much money spent on the show, I mean, millions and millions and millions every episode, um, and this much attention, it's probably, you know, one of the most watched seasons of anything ever. Um, I was stunned. I was stunned. Um I wonder
1: if it's what they call attentional blindness, which is when you're so focused on one thing, you don't see other things. It's like you're worried about this lighting and this color and this piece, and so Mm -hmm. no one is kind of seeing the whole thing.
0: Um, Yeah, I mean, and it's like you think, well, did someone get fired for that? Of course, they're done, so there would be no one to fire. But I was thinking, who would you even fire because so many people saw that and let it go. I mean, everyone on set... Yeah. Ever, all anyone who did any editing on the episode, the the directors, the executive producers, the post uh, supervisor, everyone in post, the DP. I mean, every single person saw that cup and like didn't notice it.
1: Well, the thing I will say is that um, people took such delight in busting it. <laughs> Um, I'm sure they would not have done it on purpose, but it reminds me I did a little a little happier um, called a flawed can be more perfect than perfection. And I'll post a link Mm. to it in the notes because it's all about this thing where it's so much fun to see someone make a mistake. And that was such a dreadful, hilarious meme like mistake. I mean, it really did look like a joke um yeah that people had tremendous fun with it um even though i'm sure they every, did everyone bitterly um regrets that it happened who's associated with it it did it did it did create a lot of fun um yeah, well, i have to
0: say for me as a tv producer i chills <laughs> i i don't feel that way but i completely understand why you do
1: right right it just gives you chills like it can happen yeah. okay so final yeah. so final uh final prediction and then we got to go figure it out okay like, final well, d- go, prediction go read more deep stuff on the internet yeah
0: final prediction is Sansa on the throne Arya Hand of the Queen how about you
1: I I I'd say that too and I think John's in the true north doing something mm-hmm. and we shall see
0: the end is in sight or maybe more fitting for Game of Thrones the end is nigh yeah. <laughs> yes yes <laughs> Um, If you love
1: Game of Thrones as much as we do, and you want more commentary on Game of Thrones, um, I highly, highly, highly recommend Binge Mode. Binge Mode Harry Potter, Binge Mode Game of Thrones. Mallory Rubin and Jason Concepcion are so smart in how they talk about the action, the themes, foreshadowing, all this stuff on Game of Thrones. It's such a pleasure to listen to them talk about it.
0: I also recommend Coldplay's Game of Thrones The Musical. I won't even try to describe it, Gretchen. Just trust me, everybody needs to watch it. Well, you know, um, our engineer
1: Bob was just telling me about that. I have not seen it, so I'm going to run home and watch that thing so right away. Good. And then I also have to mention something um, which is hilarious. Jonathan Ness's Gay of Thrones, where he does these hilarious kind of synopses of the action but he throws in all these pop culture references it's kind of hard to describe what it is but it's I only get like a third of the illusions um, because I'm just (laughs) not up current enough but it's hilarious and super super smart Um, so if you just can't get enough there's lots of great sources of more Game of Thrones commentary and that is it for this bonus episode of Happier Game of Thrones what's your prediction Onward Project.